All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird and Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. Thank you so much, Mr. Mann. Welcome now to Invest Wisely with Walt Sukera. He is the managing partner of the AKW Group here in Akron at West Market Street in Fairlawn and also in their branch office in Washington, Pennsylvania. Uh, Walt has actually taken a show on the road, if you will, the last couple of weeks. Uh, he's been, for the first time in over a year, he is uh, down in Florida visiting clients down there who are retired or have taken advantage of their of their investments and their retirement planning and just checking things out in the Sunshine State. So uh, right now you're in Fort Myers, Florida, which is uh, familiar to me. My good friend has a son there who's a principal of a high school in Fort Myers. So how are you doing, Walt? I'm doing great, Bob. Yeah, I have a beautiful view this morning. I'm staying here overlooking the uh, Calaluchi River that runs into the Gulf of Mexico and uh, from my uh, room, which is a beautiful view this morning. And it's been a, it's been a great uh, 10 days, Bob. We've, we've had a chance to meet with a lot of our clients um, down here with my partner, Dan Strebler. And we also have Allison Castle down here, who is uh, instrumental in our office. And helping us a lot more, more with the client uh, relationship management aspect of the practice. And it's, it's, been a, it's been a wonderful week, you know, to get to see people again and, you know, look them eye to eye and hear their concerns and talk about where we're at currently and where they hope to be. And all those things matter. So we're, uh, we've had a great week and, uh, you know, the market continues to push forward. Now, as you've been talking with your clients uh, in Florida, what has been some of their questions for you? What are their main concerns now that we're sitting here in the middle of 2021? Well, I think, Bob, all of them are happy. You know, we, we've seen uh, great progress, and a lot of them have had results that, you know, they didn't expect, especially in this last year. I think a lot of people entered last year, you know, thinking of how difficult the market might become again and, uh, you know, after the uh, downturn, you know, through the end of March, we saw the markets come back very strong, and and the returns have been extremely impressive. So a lot of people are sitting at new high marks, and you know, very happy about the progress. But you know, people worry about you know what the future holds and the challenges we might face. I think most of our clients have been doing this a long time, so they know things don't go straight up. Uh, they know there's going to be challenges, and uh, we talked about those. Uh, you know, we review asset allocations, make sure that, you know, we're properly invested. Uh, we talk about, you know, their their plans, their goals, uh, their, you know, their wishes, uh, their dreams, and, you know, continue to make adjustments as we need to. Well, well, let's talk about what happened on the market last week or in the market. Uh, of course, it was another week that ended up uh, doing fairly well after some uncertainty. The optimists seemed to be in control of the market last week, at least toward the end anyway. And the kids apparently have found a new stock to play with. 
<laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, Monday to Wednesday was kind of a tease, uh, you know, for market participants, you know, as the market kind of pressed up towards those highs and uh, then kind of came back. But we saw the week uh, end up positive uh, overall. You know, the Dow Jones Industrial uh, Index was off for the week. It was off 276 points, uh, about 0.8%, sitting at the year at 127 However, the S&P, which is probably a little better proxy of the of the larger market, uh, was up 17 points, 0.4 percent. Um, and year to date, we're sitting at 13.1. Uh, the Nasdaq had a nice week, up uh, 254 points, up 1.8 percent. And year to date, we're sitting at about 9.2 percent. And those small mid cap stocks are really pushing forward hard, Bob. You know, up 2.2 percent uh, year to date, at 18.3. Um, this one of the uh, portfolios uh, that my partner and I decided a few years ago that we really wanted to, you know, bring to investors. We saw a lot of opportunity in those small mid caps, and uh, you know, it's been a great portfolio for us. And, and you can see the power of that index at times, especially uh, you know as this economy opens up and continues to push forward. So, uh, you know, interesting week. And, and again, you know, we sit here, um, you know, really looking forward and trying to figure out the best positions as as we move into the end of the year. And it seemed last week that uh, Wendy's was the uh, stock preferred of those who uh, gave up playing uh, video games, started doing it in real life on the stock market, as they uh, ran that uh, price of that stock, which uh, used to be a Columbus-based company. I don't know if they still are, but ran the price of that stock up again and for no particular reason. Yeah, well, again, we, we see the meme investing power. You know, these speculators continue to rotate around um you know, we've been talking about this, Bob. You know, it's it's definitely not the way that we would invest. We like to focus on companies with you know fi- extreme financial power and you know attractive valuations, and you know not just because the stock's being manipulated or pushed, because there's a a better underlying story. But yeah, you know, Wendy's uh, you know had a say, and and you know again some of these stocks may have a little bit of upside to them based on trading activity, but. Again, we would caution investors, you know, before you put a stock like Wendy's into your portfolio, that you do it for all the right reasons, and, and you do it more as an investor. Uh, chasing a return based on the action, the price action of a stock, is uh, not what we'd recommend in today's market. Maybe they could bring back Pac-Man, and that would uh, distract some <laughs> of these people. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, now, in the coming week, now we have some pretty good things that are going to be happening. The Federal Reserve Open Market Committee. Good old FOMC will meet on June 15th and 16th. Why is this a significant meeting, and why should investors pay attention to it? Yeah, you know, whenever the FOMC gets together, I think, you know, investors are really looking for direction, policy direction. Um, Just to review with everybody, Bob, the listeners, what the FOMC is, you know, it consists of 12 members. Uh, Obviously, Jerome Powell, uh, the board, you know, the the chairman of the board of, of the FOMC is, Always in the news, you know, he's kind of the leader as, as far as disseminating the messages uh, that come out of this board. But, again, there's 12 members on this board. Uh, they consist of the Board of Governors, seven seven members of the Board of Governors of the Federal Reserve System. And then there's a few presidents of the, the individual uh, Federal Reserve Banks. Um, so, again, some names that you often hear is like John Williams, he's from New York. Uh, Thomas Barkin from Richland, uh, Michelle Bowman, uh, you know, again, our, our, uh, president up in Cleveland, uh, Loretta Mester is an alternative on the board, but, you know, just, uh, these people meet and, and they set the monetary policy for, for the country. 
And again, you know, the mandate uh, for the Federal Reserve has always been, you know, stability of prices and full employment and promoting economic growth. So whenever they get together and they start talking about policy, the market is going to listen. Uh, this Federal Reserve has been extremely important to the direction of the market. Uh, they've done a lot to support the recovery. Uh, their asset purchase program, which is quite robust at this point, uh, they're currently buying $120 billion a month of bonds, about $80 billion of treasuries, another $40 billion in agency mortgage-backed securities. So they've really put a support level underneath the fixed income market, which is extremely important, especially in the banking system. So uh, any type of tapering of that of that asset program would be important. I don't think anybody is expecting them to change the Federal Reserve rate or the discount rate or any of the interest rates. That, again, they've been signaling they're going to hold those rates in place. But I think you know, the market is going to pay attention to see if they talk about tapering some of these asset purchase programs that they've done. It would definitely send a little bit of signs and maybe a little bit of a worry into the market because uh, you know a lot of people feel they've been really kind of holding everything together. Now, we look at some of the other things that have been investors' minds that are coming up this week. They continue to talk about the big trillion-plus-dollar infrastructure bill. They continue to negotiate about that and uh, discuss things like whether or not taxes will go up. What does all this stand right now? And uh, so far, what does it mean for an investor? Well, it's a lot better, Bob, as we talked about, you know, over the past number of weeks, you know, since uh, President Biden's, uh, you know, speech on, I think it was back on April 28th on prime time when he talked about another four and a half trillion dollars worth of spending and, you know, all kinds of taxes that would probably be required to support that. He talked about his American jobs plan, American families plan. What we've seen is, you know, the challenge of those types of things getting through uh, Congress, even, you know, with a, a fairly uh, one, you know, one, uh, party type of legislation right now you know i think even the uh, the close call in the senate makes it very difficult you've seen a few uh, moderate democrats like uh, you know democrat uh, from mansion out of west virginia who is uh, you know basically said he's not going to support some of these policies he wants to see more bipartisan type of legislation and again what we've seen now is that these are starting to be rolled back in um you know, we're looking at maybe more of a trillion-dollar package um, spread out over time uh, that maybe focuses on the true definitions of infrastructure. A lot of the tax increases are being challenged, and, you know, we'll, we'll have to wait and see what the final results are. But I think it's calming the, the minds of people. I think the, you know, coming out of the very intense political season and then everybody kind of expecting the worst and, you know, major changes. I think we see, you know, what the political system is often about, which is compromise and, you know, a little bit more towards the middle. The extremes always seem to kind of push back towards the middle over time. One of the things that came out last week in uh, statistics, if you will, was an interesting study that talked about uh, investors. And it said that uh, in 2020, just last year, about 22% of new investment accounts opened were from investors between the ages of 18 to 29 and 40% between the ages of 30 and 44. Now, what does this mean to the market and the impacts of uh, somewhat more youthful traders coming into the scene? Well, Bob, I think I personally think it's a great thing. I mean, I, I love to see more investors coming into the market. There, There is a little different mentality of these investors. We've talked about it. Uh, they've really been kind of lured in by the, the gamification of investing. Uh, some of these apps that are available make 
market trading look a lot like a video game. It's fun. It's very graphical. It's easy to do. But, I mean, people are getting exposed to investments, and that's a good thing for the for the long term. Uh, people are getting a little spoiled right now because a lot of people have made a lot of money, and they think it's easy. Um, we, we also worry about the herd mentality. You know, again, we preach on this show all the time about thinking for yourself. So what we see with a lot of this younger crowd is they're very driven by their social influences and, and social media and things like Reddit. We talked about, you know, some of these online communities that are, you know, pushing up some of these stocks. So, you know, I think over time some of that will play out. Um, uh, we also worry about the short-term orientation of these investors. You know, they're looking for that immediate gratification and quick returns. But I think more younger, you know, more people, younger people being involved in the market is overall positive. I think after they've, you know, gone through some ups and downs, uh, at least they have some experience and. We hope that, you know, some of that sticks and it leads to more long-term investors and, you know, change in behavior that would lead to better principles over time. But, you know, whenever people invest, it's, it's a positive scenario. I mean, I've been doing this my whole career, and I can tell you a lot of wealth has been made by, you know, people taking these investments, and it's it's great to see younger people getting an earlier start. Well, let's take a time to say, kind of approach some of those younger people and some of our older listeners, too, with our Stock Talk segment on the program here with Walt Secura of the AKW Group. It's a time that you get a chance to not listen to Walt talk about specific stocks that the AKW Group is uh, working with, but ask questions about stocks that you're interested in. 330-673-1234 is our number to call here in Akron. And on W1Hour.com, you can call toll-free at 800-669-4100. Well, biotech. Rather, Biogen, I'm sorry, Biogen has now received a, approval from the FDA for its new Alzheimer's drug. Uh, is, this, is this significant for Biogen, and how did their stock react to that? No, it's very significant for Biogen. I mean, the stock reacted extremely positively the last week, Bob. Um, you know, there was a lot of debate whether this drug was going to get approved or not. Uh, we saw the stock for the week, I think it jumped up almost 36%. Uh, almost $110 on the approval. I, I think the really positive thing is, you know, this is an area of research that is so needed. There's over 6 million, you know, in, uh, U.S. citizens out there impacted by Alzheimer's. Um, they're estimating over 12 million by 2050. It's, it's a growing disease. It's a very difficult, challenging disease. Um, you know, my father passed away from Alzheimer's. It's a, it's a hard disease. Uh, to watch and to deal with it, you know. So I think whenever there's progress or research, you know, being done, uh, drugs being approved, it gives people hope. It gives people another, uh, you know, another drug to look at that, you know, might be able to be used to uh, in certain situations. So this drug does not cure Alzheimer's. It delays, you know, some of the impacts uh, of the disease. It, it might give people some extended life. So that's a very positive uh, scenario. There's a lot of debate and controversy around the drug. A lot of, you know, people felt on the uh, FDA approval, you know, way that it should not be approved. Uh, they have a conditional approval. They have to actually go through another phase, uh, do another trial, uh, even though the drug was given uh, approval for use. Uh, they have to continue to do some more proof of, of the efficacy of the drug. So it'll be interesting to see how this uh, plays out over time, but. Again, you know, some, some positive developments on the medical side, and, uh, you know, the stock has proved that, uh, you know, the, the market likes that. You know, when drugs get approved, it's very, very positive for the stock. 
Now, companies like this that get uh, patent protection for their product or their or their service or some kind of intellectual property uh, helps create something called an economic moat. Now, well, why is that impo- important for people to uh, know what it means? Well, we, we like companies that can protect their revenues and their profits, Bob. And, you know, when you get a patent, um, a drug patent is often granted for 20 years, um, Typically, you get five solid years of protection, you know, for that for that drug, which means that no generics can be brought to the market, you know, other formulations of that drug for a period of time. Uh, it allows these companies to recoup, you know, the incredible amount of R&D and, and time and effort, and, uh, you know, to experience a little bit of profitability so that they continue to do more in R&D over time. So. Uh, it's very positive for the stocks because, you know, they're they're the only ones that can produce this drug currently. And, uh, you know, you have to pay the price to, you know, to kind of use the drug for a period of time. And there's a lot of controversy around that, you know. the But, but again, these companies invest billions and billions and billions of dollars um, and employ, you know, people that need rewards and incentive to continue to work. Uh, we have one of the most incredible healthcare systems in the world, the best, and uh, some very talented, amazing people that work for these companies that come up with these drugs, and they, they have to have rewards and incentives to continue to do it. So um, that's the economic mode basically will protect, you know, in this case, Biogen for a number of years and, you know, allow them to make some profits, and, and rightfully so. Now, when you look at other kinds of companies that, that uh, might have this, what, what would they be involved in outside of uh, prescription drugs? Yeah, I mean, we, we look at all different kinds of most, Bob. I mean, I think the the number one that we like is intangible assets or regulatory licenses or patents, some kind of intellectual property, because, again, you know, that can be protected in, in the court system and, you know, give these companies, you know, protections. But we also see other economic modes that we like. Um, you know, some companies have, you know, cost advantages. Uh, you know, stemming from processes or, or locations or access to unique unique assets. Um, you know, we live in a network economy where we can see the power of, you know, building these these networks of people together, um, you know, Facebook and Amazon. And, you know, these companies have an incredible amount of users. Uh, it's not easy to duplicate these, these uh, incredible uh, networks that are created that connect people uh, together, you know, and then there's also switching costs. You know, a lot of times that's a, that creates an economic moat where, you know, just the fact of switching from one thing to another is extremely costly uh, from, from many aspects. You know, we talked last week, I think, a little bit about Medtronic where, you know, spinal surgeons that might be using a Medtronic uh, uh, device, you know, can't easily switch to another one. They would have to be retrained. Uh, you know, the, the quality of that device may not be the same. So, you know, we're constantly looking for stocks that have economic moats that can protect the revenues and the profits uh, that they create, and uh, it's a very important part of the investment process. Now, let's take some calls as we're talking about stocks and things that you'd like to know from Walt Secura of the AKW Group at 330-673-1234. You're on WNIR. Good morning. Morning, uh, Walt. Good morning. Yeah, I had a bad connection there. Sorry about that. I wondered... Uh, uh, Cleveland Cliffs, and uh, that's something I've had for years, and it looks like they're they're playing around with that one. What, what do you think of that one? And the other one I'm getting excited again on is uh, IBM. 
Yeah, Cleveland Cliffs was a good one. We actually purchased it in our small mid-cap portfolio a few weeks ago. We're really happy that we did that. You know, the stock's pushing up. I think the, uh, you know, the iron ore um, business is definitely, I think, uh, a place to look at. And it's great to see a local company performing. So, a uh, great week last week for the stock. And I think a lot of, you know, improving financial conditions there. So, we really like Cleveland Cliffs quite a bit. Um, IBM is one that, you know, again, it's, uh, they're, they're a large player and, uh, you know, I think they've done a really good job in the software and, and, you know, the hardware side. Their consulting services is kind of the key to the business now and, uh, you know, have developed a, a very strong, uh, business model, you know, re- revamped that company, kind of reimagined and re, you know, changed the company. Uh, good, good earnings outlook for, uh, IBM and, you know, it hasn't run up as much as some of the other uh, technology stocks, so definitely one worth taking a peek at. You had a you recommended an NIO. I wondered what what do you think? There's so many uh, electric car companies. Uh, it's it's getting a little uh, crowded or confusing. What what are you? How long are you guys going to hold that NIO? Yeah, we sold NIO. We we had moved past it. Um, you know, so we we moved that out of the portfolio a while back. Um, and again, you're right. It is getting very competitive. Um, you know, I think that these stocks are, you know, for us anyway, most of the ones we're looking at, except for Tesla, which I think we've taken a more of a long-term approach with. Uh, you know, I think it's I think it's hard. You know, some of these uh, younger growing companies will experience some ups and downs. So, uh, but NIO is one that we did we did move away from. You mentioned Baba a, a while ago. Is that one you still think has a future? It has a future. I, I think, you know, we we kind of lost, you know, uh, confidence and uh, holding into the story. Uh, you know, it's had, it has incredible revenue and earnings. I think the the political risk for us is one that just it just became not worth it for us anymore to continue to hold into the story when we saw that, you know, the regulatory environment in China is so inconsistent and uh, so that you know, I think it's a, a very strong company with with great financials, but uh, the political risk for us has just you know kind of moved us past the stack. Uh-huh. Okay, thank you. Have a good trip. Bye bye, sir. Thank you for calling. Another call for Walt Secure. You're on the air. Go ahead, please. Hi, uh, I wanted to get your opinion on uh, two stocks, please: uh, Edwards Life Sciences and uh, Extra Space Storage. Okay. Yeah, Edward Life Sciences is one that, uh, you know, I have followed quite a bit. Um, you know, the, the revenue and earnings growth there quite, isn't quite as powerful, although, you know, the earnings outlook is supposed to be much stronger for the year and then as it recovers and it's and it 2022. Last quarter was up only 8% in revenue, 8% in earnings. The quarter before was 1% in revenue, 2% in earnings. Um, you know, again, looking forward, analysts have expectations of about 19% for the year. So uh, I, I think that, you know, again, this is a, you know, a company that has, again, great products, um, you know, a lot of patented products, ways to protect its, uh, its earnings and revenues, which is what we were talking about, some, some economic mode here. Um, but, uh, again, other probably healthcare companies that we favor a little bit more over Edward Life Sciences. And, and the other one you asked about was, uh, extra space storage. Yeah, extra space. I don't. I don't have a lot, um, you know, knowledge there. I've, I've it's run across my screens a few times. I know that. Uh, I think they're they're basically developing storage facilities. Um, looks like they operate about forty states. 
Uh, when I look at uh, revenue growth, I mean, it's it's pretty solid. I mean, going back over the past four quarters, 8%, 5% the quarter before, 2% the quarter before. Um, earnings growth looks like it's accelerating a little bit. Uh, but, again, I have to do a little bit more work on this to give you, give you any kind of in-depth comment. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you for calling. WNIR, another call for Walt Secura. Go ahead, please. You're on the air. Go ahead, please. All right, we'll uh, give you a chance to call back if you want to, although time is running short. Uh, another stock that you took some interest in last week is Restoration Hardware. Oddly enough, a company I'm familiar with because I discovered them last year online when I was looking for new hinges and handles for our restored kitchen cabinets. Their stock went up from 70 bucks a share about that time to $700 a share today. Now, I didn't buy that many cabinet handles myself, but obviously people are. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that's the key, Bob. A lot of people looking to uh, kind of fix up and improve and spending a little bit more at home. Um, they they have some pretty high-end uh, products. And, uh, you know, the, the earnings growth, uh, you know, and the revenue growth, 78% in revenue, uh, 265% in, uh, in earnings growth. So, again, very, very, a lot of financial power here. And, uh, you know, a lot of people uh, spending money uh, in, in the space. So, uh, kind of supports the recovery narrative and, and, you know, the fact that consumers are out there spending money still. So that means that would be the stock you'd buy now at $700 a share, or would you, uh, again, take a wait-and-see attitude? Yeah, I'd take a wait-and-see on this one. This one got away from us a little bit. We were following it, um, just couldn't pull the trigger, and sometimes that happens, Bob. You know, I I think you got to have the, the confidence at the right price, and uh, now that it's pushed to these higher levels, I'd probably give it a little bit of time to see if there's a pullback. And as always, I want to remind the folks that uh, the AKW Group is affiliated with the Robert W. Baird Company nationally and internationally, both here in the offices in Washington, Pennsylvania. And they can provide them extra help, too, on all kinds of investment in advice and, and uh, estate planning and tax reviews and all the good things that people need to go along with just investing their money and making some money, like what to do with that money and how to handle it. And one of the things that you're doing as an office here in the, locally is that this fall you're going to have a couple of classes on retirement to talk more just not not just on the investing about retirement but the whole whole plan of a retirement for an individual for both those who are considering and going into retirement and those who are already retired so there's like like two separate classes you're going to start offering uh, later on this summer we are bob and we're excited about it um you know big initiative for us when we get back our whole team will be involved in this uh It'll be a lot of fun to bring these classes to the market. We're going to have them at the Kent State University Hotel and Convention Center. Uh, as you said, two separate classes, one focusing on uh, retirement planning for pre-retirees, anybody probably from 50 to 65 that, you know, hasn't made the decisions on when to take Social Security and, and you know, Medicare and, and health care costs and, you know, what they should do with their, uh, you know, some of the retirement assets that they might have put together. Uh, this course is very appropriate for that group. And then we'll also have a Rejuvenate Your Retirement course, which is, you know, for people that made some of those decisions that are looking for ways to optimize, uh, you know, their their retirement income and also do some advanced planning as, you know, they continue to get a little elderly and uh, making sure that the estate plan and all those things are intact. In so uh, we're excited about it. And like I said, our, our whole group is, is pretty fired up and we're ready to, you know, bring these to the market. And, and I, I, I'm personally excited to get back out and teach. It was a big part of my life for a long time, teaching at uh, Case Western Reserve University up in Cleveland and Kent State. And 
I'm excited to get back in the classroom and, uh, you know, truly educate and, and help a lot of people with, with some of these important issues. Now, you have a venue for these classes. It's going to be in Kent at the uh, Kent uh, uh, Meeting Center. I, I forget what it's called now, the Kent... Uh... Yeah, Kent State University Hotel and Convention Center. Right, right, okay. And that's going to be the location. Now, as far as the actual dates and the cost of this, that is yet to be determined? No, the cost is going to be very, very minimal, Bob. Um, two days of instruction, I think we're... And I think we're you know, going to be be very very cost effective with this. Just trying to cost cover the cost of some materials, and uh, we have the dates uh, all put in place. So if uh, somebody calls the office, Abby uh, Talbot or Sue Schechter would be able to you know kind of get get some people some information at this point. And we we're taking some pre signups uh, and uh, have some more information shortly. So. All right, to so call the office there for the AKW group for these retirement classes in Kent late this summer and this fall. The office number locally is 234-466-7476. That's 234-466-7476. Call them up, tell them you heard about it here on WNIR Kent Akron, and they will put you in the, the reservation segment for those classes, which will be very good. Again, Walt's an experienced teacher, many years taught uh, both in Cleveland and at Kent State, so we can really present a good course and hopefully come away with some, some more knowledge about your retirement. But for next week, Walt, what should we come away with? Well, Bob, we're just going to watch this FOMC meeting and some other data that comes through the week. And again, we'll be back in the office. We'll be heading back to you know the area today, and we'll get back to work and work real hard. So. Walt Sakira, the AKW Group, 234-466-7476 in Pennsylvania, 412-480-5090. We'll talk to you next week, Walt. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Alibaba Group Holding Limited, symbol BABA. Amazon.com, symbol AMZN. Biogen, symbol BIIB. Cliffs Natural Resource Inc., symbol CLF. Edwards Life Science Corporation, symbol EW. Extra Space Storage Inc., symbol EXR. Facebook Inc., symbol FB. International Business Machines, symbol IBM. Medtronic Inc., symbol MDT. Neo Inc., symbol NIO. RH Inc., symbol RH. Tesla Inc., symbol TSLA. And Wendy's Arby's Group Inc., symbol WEN. Please note that Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated makes a market in all the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast.